I'll be the butterfly in your dreams tonight. Mm -hmm. I was on the path, used to live a blinded life. Okay. Oh, that's probably so loud. I'm so sorry. Whoa, this is not the level I want it to be at whatsoever. Is the uh, whatever. I think you can hear me. I think we're gonna rock with it. Lean with it. Rock with it. Lean with it. Rock with it. Okay. So, how you guys doing? Welcome to the fourth installment of this series of Dorm Room Tales. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Okay, I gotta switch this. Okay. What? Uh, how do I sound? This sounds... Sounds like we have a little bit more highs that we need. There we go. That sounds better. Probably sounds the same to y'all, but it sounds different to me because of, because I'm in the studio, as I call it. I got my own studio apartment, whatever. Welcome to the fourth installment of Dorm Room Tales. And today I'm gonna tell you guys a story Cause that's what I like to do here. I like to tell stories, and hopefully, I'll like to listen to the stories. <laughs> my messages are at uh, my message notifications are at sixty nine right now. It's kind of funny. Okay. Anyways, so I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit of story of the first date I went on with this with this girl, and how it went. I guess. Because it went weird. And it was not a good first date at all. This is the worst first date I've ever had. And so here's the story. So those of you that know me, know me pretty well. I do, I used to do open mics, open mic nights at this, um, at this place. It's, it's, it's a cafe. Because you always do open mics at cafes or whatever. And this um girl... Um, okay, I'm going to tell a story. Okay, so I was doing this open mic one night. And when I do an open mic, it's a mixture between music and comedy. So it's a mixture between me telling jokes and me just doing music. And I was playing through my set list at the open mic and um, to set the setting a little bit because I didn't do that very well. It's this little nice coffee shop. There's like, I don't know, 15-ish people watching. Um, some of them are performers. I go there all the time. I'm pretty much a regular. It's cool or whatever. So when I was performing, I noticed this one black guy because he stood out to me because there weren't a lot of brothers in the house at that moment. So he just stood out to me, right? And I just noticed him. And he was sitting at this table, and I just noticed him. But anyways, I com I, I've completely finished my set. I play all the songs. I tell all the jokes that I, that I wanted. And I, I finish, and me and my friend are, me and my friend Quentin are walking out. And this one girl stops me and, and she's walking past me she's like you know thank you for playing you know good music 
And I'm I'm there. I'm like, you know, uh, what do you mean by like good music? And she goes on. She's like, well, I like this song that you played. I like this song. And I was like, wow, okay. And it's very rare that I meet a girl with my similar music taste. Because I listen to like the front bottoms, Rex Orange County. I guess Rex Orange County is still pretty popular. But still, I don't meet very many girls with that same taste. So this I'm chatting it up with this girl and it's like 10 p.m. I'm about to leave, but I'm talking to her. And while I'm talking to her, I noticed that I'm at a table. And this table is occupied with people. This table is occupied by the black guy that I noticed when I was performing. And it's weird because we're talking literally at his table, like we're standing at his table, but we're not including them in the conversation. It's pretty rude, if I'm being honest. And we're just going on and talking. And, you know, the guy gets up and, and leaves or whatever. And I ended up finished talking with the girl. It turns out the girl works at the coffee shop, the cafe or whatever. And she was like, yeah, just play like a Taylor Swift song, you know, next next time or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I walked out, and me and my friend Quentin are walking out of the cafe. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <coughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Then all of a sudden, <coughs> hold up, give me, give me like 12 seconds. Propel. That'd be a good time for an ad read, but I don't have ads yet. Anyways, this guy, all of a sudden, like, I hear footsteps when me and my, my friend are out here walking to the car. And I hear footsteps, and they're getting faster and faster, and they're getting louder and louder. Then all of a sudden, I turn around, and this guy, this, this guy runs up to me. He's like, hey, man. And I turn around, I'm like, whoa, you know, like, you know, whoa there. Because, you know, it was dark, it was late, and, you know, a stranger is running up to me. So, like, I shout, like, whoa. And he's like, hey, he comes, this, this is a black dude from the table. And he comes to me, he's like, hey, man, hey, he's out of breath. He's like, hey, man, my name, my, 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 did you get that? My name's, uh, hey, man, hey, man, I like your set. That was nice, you know, whatever. Um... Uh, you know, that's cool or whatever. Did you ever get that girl's number? And I was like, oh, because he was sitting, pretty much sitting in on the conversation. He's like, did you get that girl's number? And I was like, uh, no. And he was like, what, man? You can't do that, man. You got, here's what you do, man. Here's what you do, man. You can't worry about that age stuff, man. Because this girl is like 21. He's like, you can't worry about the age stuff, man. If older guy, girls like you, you just got to go for it, man. If, and here's what you do, man. Here's what you do. You get a song that she likes. The next open mic, you, you know, you practice it in the next open mic. You dedicate the song to her. You wink to her. You don't give her, you know, a big gesture, but you give her a little, you know, a little nudge, letting her know that the song's about her. And then, boom, you're in there, man. Then you ask her out to lunch or whatever. All right, my name's Jalen. I'm an IT consultant. I liked your set, 
and I was sitting there. I was, and he keeps going on. He's like, I was sitting there while you were talking, and I was like, oh, my man Greg is gonna slide. And I was like, this guy just said my name. Like, I don't know this guy, and this guy just said my name. Like, like he's known me for years. Like, and I don't know this guy. He's like, oh, Greg's a baseball player. Greg's gonna slide. And I was like, how do you know I was a baseball player? It was surreal. But anyways, I was like, I guess I'm going to go back and get this girl's number. So I went back into the coffee shop. I got the girl's number. And like a couple of days of talking, we planned to hang out. So we, we I asked her, you know, when you hang out, what do you want to do? And she's like, you can come to my apartment. You know, like I'm down for anything. And I was like, okay. And me, I'm not, you know, the type of guy to, like, slide or, like, hook up or anything. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's a little bit forward in my opinion. But, you know, I'm not going to overthink it or whatever, you know. Let's just go with the flow. I notice, if you guys know the history of this podcast, there's a lot of stories of me just going with the flow. I got to stop going with the flow. <laughs> I got to stop being nonchalant. But, anyways, so, uh, this girl and I, you know, I plan to go to her apartment. We can hang out or whatever. And we had a couple things planned that we were going to do in her apartment, you know, like watch certain shows. and I don't exactly remember, but let's continue. So, the day when I'm about to hang out with her, I'm about to go to her apartment. People keep asking me, you know, oh, what are you doing, you know? later Greg and I'm like oh, I'm going to this girl I'm going to you know hang out with this girl and they're like oh you know like is she like what are y'all gonna do I'm like oh well you're gonna go to her apartment and she's like you're on they're like on the first date and like people keep saying that like on the first date like you're gonna go to her apartment like and they keep they keep saying like what if she's a psycho murderer and I was like okay I was like I don't I don't know, she's kind of tiny. I'm pretty sure I could take her on, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'll be fine, you know? And I get that vibe. And nonetheless, I don't have the experience to even fathom that. So I'm not phased by that at all, by this idea that she may be a psycho murderer or whatever. So people keep, you know, like riling me up but I'm not faced like you know this is it's gonna be weird I'm like ah, it's, it'll be fine and I'm driving to the city because that's where her apartment was and I'm driving to the city and the one thing about the city is that is I don't like the city because I'm from like the country I like the city but I don't like being in the city kind of alone because in the city it can be like five in the afternoon broad daylight but somehow every like corner is shady and every alleyway just kind of creeps you out and there's cars parked on the side of the road and it's like what if someone opens his door and I just take off their door and you can't park you know just anywhere in the city you gotta park in a specific spot which is totally different from where I'm from because we don't care where you park you know what I'm saying so it was just kind of a lot but anyways, I get to her apartment, and uh, she lets me in her apartment complex, and I go up, and we go up, and we're, we go up to her room, and we're talking. 
and we're talking and talking and talking and chatting it up. And we were talking for an oddly long time. And I am, I don't know, I'm, uh, when it comes to social situations, I'm, I'm not phased by a lot. So like, I just keep talking and I just keep talking. And I'm realizing that I've been talking for like a really long time. And I'm trying to think of things that we said that we were going to do and things that we said that we were going to, you know, do when we got there. And one of the things that she said, that we said we're going to do is watch The Bachelor. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, I was like talking to this girl. I was like, hey, you know, you said, you know, we could watch The Bachelor or whatever when we get here. And she was like, oh, that doesn't come on until 8. And I had got there at 7. And I had looked at the clock on the stove. And it was 7.30. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been talking for 30 minutes. I've been talking for 30 minutes. And it's kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll think of something else. And I was kind of weirded out by that because I was like, can't we watch like The Bachelor or whatever, like, on Hulu or whatever it's on. Like, we have streaming services now. It's the 21st century. I don't know what century it is. <laughs> but I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to watch an episode of The Bachelor. I'm sorry. That threw me for a loop a little bit. So I was thinking of other things that we said we are going to do. I was like, oh, let's play Chinese checkers. And she was like, Chinese checkers? And she was like, does that have, like, little pieces in it? And I was like, well, yeah, little game pieces. And she was like, I don't like those. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, little metal things creep me out. And I was like, and I was like, what? Like, this is a 21-year-old girl, so I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I have coropophobia. And I had never heard that word before. And she explained it to me. And basically what coropophobia is, is fear of metal. And when she told me that, I looked around her apartment, and I was like, you are not scared of metal. And she was like, yes, I am. And I was like, what about the door handle? What about the sink handles? What about the fridge handles? There's a lot of metal handles, by the way. I was like, what about those? And she was like, well, it's like little metal things, like like coins. And that was another definition of coropophobia was fear of coins. And I was like, you're joking. And I was like, you work at a cafe. You have to work the register. How can you be scared of coins if you work at the register? And she's like, I just try not to work the register and just make the other person do it. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is a, this is a real thing. And she's like, it's not like a fear of coins. It's more of a disgust. I was like, okay. And I just, I, I couldn't, I, the whole time I knew her, which was very brief, I couldn't ever wrap my head around that. But that was interesting nonetheless. So that's two things off of the list already. We can't play Chinese checkers. We can't watch The Bachelor. So I remember one other thing that I said that we were going to do. But before I did that, I brought up a new topic. I brought up politics. And I brought up politics. And I don't, I don't remember how we got on it or whatever 
I think we were talking about like Black Lives Matter and whatever. And then she was like, you're not like a Trump flyer, are you? Like, you don't, you don't like Trump or support Trump. And I was like, well, not necessarily. I don't have a specific, I don't read enough to, to decide if I like politicians or enough. I just read headlines and make jokes that I know I have no business making. And she was like, thank God, because Trump, Trump people are the worst. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little, you know, that's a little, like, far, you know, just because someone likes or supports Trump, you don't like him? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of psychotic. You know what I'm saying? Not psychotic. That's not the right word. But this is pretty crazy. And I'm a little biased because I used to go to a very country school, a very country high school, and a lot of them supported Trump. And... I still like these people. It's not like just because they're political affiliation, you know, I'm gonna dislike them. Because I really got along with these people, I really like these people, so it's not like, so I was really baffled that she could think just because someone likes Trump, she automatically will not have, she automatically distance herself from that person. I thought that was insane or crazy, and it didn't make sense to me whatsoever. So I was like, okay. I tried to explain that to her, but I didn't get through to her. She was just like, I still don't like them. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a bit messed up. So uh, we've been talking for about an hour now. Just talking. No TV, no activities or anything. Just talking. And it's like, I'm starting to like, and when this whole time we've been talking, we've been sitting on the couch and she just keeps getting closer and closer and closer. And I kept getting more uncomfortable because I didn't really know this girl like that. And she kept getting closer and closer. So I kept thinking of things that we said we were gonna do. And one of the things we said we we're gonna do was um, go to the terrace on, at her apartment because it's, it's a beautiful view. You can see the James River. You can see the whole city. And I asked her, I was like, hey, didn't you say we could go up to your terrace or whatever or viewpoint or balcony or whatever it's called? She was like, yeah, we have one here. And I was like, can we go? And she said, yeah, we can go. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, well, can we go now? And she's like, oh, fine. And I'm like, what the, what the, what the H-E double hockey sticks? I'm trying to cut down on cursing, because I want my mom to be proud of me. Hi, mom. She's not listening to this, but if she was, hi. I've told her the story before, so, yeah. Anyways. We go up to her terrace and we're, um, we go up there and we're talking, we're sitting on the terrace and it's beautiful view, pretty romantic. And I think she was trying to pick up on that. But I had an intuition that she had, I just felt like this girl has armpit hair. I just like, I just like felt it like my body just knew it 
and armpit hair on girls. Do what you want. I really could care less. You know what I'm saying? But everybody has preferences. If you want to express your freedom that way, free power to you. But that does not mean I have to be attracted to it whatsoever. That's like, and I don't know, I feel like people, a lot of people get triggered about little things like that. But if you could imagine if you were a girl and you was like, oh, I just don't like guys with beards. Okay, well, that's fine. I just, just don't, I just don't like beards under armpits from girls, typically. And if, if you can't get through that, this is what I think. But something told me that. Okay. And I'm talking to this girl. And we're sitting out on the terrace. And we're, sit we're sitting. And we're looking. And something told me this girl had armpit hair. And I'm talking to her. And she's like messing with her hair. So I'm like, what are you doing with your hair? You know what I'm saying? And she's like touching her hair. And she's like trying to like put it up and it keeps, her arms keep getting higher and higher and higher. And I'm like looking and I'm like sweating and her arms keep getting higher. And like out of her short sleeve shirt, like it's like three little prongs just stick out. And I'm like, mm, that's not for me. You know, <laughs> that's not, I don't I. And that was kind of the, the the biggest turnoff. If there aren't really, if there aren't weren't, if there weren't any more before that, that was like that like topped it off. You know what I'm saying? So that happened, um, and we're talking. And thank God, I I I remembered. She was like, I have to call my mom at like nine thirty. And I don't know what time it was, but it was something. And she was like, I was, I, I was like, you know, do you have to call your mom or whatever? She's like, yeah, I have to call my mom. And I was like, great, that means I get to leave. I didn't say that, but I mentally said that. And, you know, I talked to this girl for a little bit more. I ended up leaving. And just the, the relief when I left, the drive home, just like, it was so amazing. Literally the relief of like not being pretty much locked in a in someone else's safe space, locked in pretty much someone else's like apartment and having to be there to interact with that new environment. It was weird. I should have listened to other people cuz that was creepy and I don't recommend doing that on the first date at all. Especially for how long we were there. It was so awkward and it was so weird. And she was a nice girl, but there was just red flags allure. And I drove home and, and I told her we should just be friends. And I was like, okay, you know, I guess I'm done with that. You know, she didn't respond after that, after I said we should just be friends. I was like, okay, it doesn't bother me. And I got home. I was so like 
reluctant to be home. I don't think that's the right word, but I was happy to be home. I was touching the walls, like, oh my God, like these walls are so pretty. What is this space, a foyer? I really like this foyer. And I was just so happy to be home. And finally, like in my own safe space. And I told my parents this whole story when I got home and how weird and absurd it was. They loved it and they, they laughed. And yeah, it's a funny story. That's the, if you, hopefully you laughed. I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm like really tired. It's like 11.46, I'm about to go to sleep. But yeah, that's that story. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more though, if you don't mind. If you're listening, if you're hearing me say this, you probably don't mind. But I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about relationships. I've been thinking a lot about my um, mattress because I have a single dorm room and I put both of the beds together because there's still two beds in here. But two beds and I'm just in a single. Everything is doubled, but I'm still in a single pretty much. It's so convenient. I love it. My parents are awesome for allowing me such an opportunity. I'm really grateful. But putting, like, two beds together, two twin XL beds together, like, I thought it was going to be fun and cool. But really, it's just a reminder of, like, how, not how lonely I am. Because I wouldn't say I'm lonely, because I enjoy my alone time or whatever. But it is, it is, it is a subtle reminder that I am in some way, shape, or form alone. Because in college, I mean, people will just say they sleep in the same bed together. That's what we'll say. And... You know, I'm not knocking anybody's lifestyle. You can do that. I don't really care. Do what makes you happen. But I'm not that type of person. And the only problem is, is that I have two twin XL beds to make this one big bed. And I'm all alone in it. So it's like, what's the point of putting them together? What's the point of all this extra space if no one's going to fill it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so absurd. And it, I guess the the putting two beds together wasn't my idea. It was somebody else's idea that told me it would be fun. And I guess it was all right for a little bit. I was like, this isn't this isn't fun at all. <laughs> this isn't, and I have to, like, roll over extra. Yeah, it's just not cool. I don't enjoy it. So I got to redo my room in order to accommodate that. But then I lose an outlet, so that wouldn't be cool. <sighs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. That's just what's going on right now, my dog. Like that's just what's going happening right now. Been thinking about a lot of stuff lately. Been thinking about what I want to do for a living and just my dreams and how I only have one life I don't really only have one chance you know 
I know this is like a bummer. <laughs> but just think about it. You really only have one chance. I don't think a lot of people think chasing your dreams is scary. Partially, this is a dream, what I'm doing right now. I don't know. I think the responsible thing, this is one thing Bill Burr said. So I think the responsible thing to do is to follow your heart and chase your dreams. Because, like, in all honesty, what is life without that? You know what I'm saying? And then you're just selling yourself short. Then you're eventually going to be miserable. And you're going to, you <laughs> it's a Bill Burr bit. One thing he says is, like, um, Bill Burr is, like, you know, when you go back home for the holidays, this is a bad Bill Burr impression. When you go back home for the holidays and, you know, you, you don't, and you're a comedian, you go home and they just look at you and they're like, so, you know, you're just going to make jokes, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to get a career, you know what I'm saying? You know, you don't want a couple of toddlers running around, you know, you know, a couple of toddlers and a cul-de-sac and get married and gradually resent everyone and take your own life. You don't want to do that? It's like, no, I don't want to do that at all. And there's a lot of selling ourselves short in life that we do. And it's insane how we do that. And we live with that until the day we die. But I don't want to do that. I want to play on a play. I want to I want to one day write a song. And then I'm on stage and everybody. A song about my life that I really put effort into. And then people sing along and people relate. And people hear that and believe that they can follow their dream too I think that'd be awesome it's gonna take I gotta put out some music though in order for that to happen I want a Netflix special where my thoughts are literally valued by other people so that would be awesome then I could say stuff and change people's perspectives just about anything that we think is normal I don't know. This is stuff that keeps me up at night. This is stuff I think about. Anyways, I'm tired. I gotta. Me. I'm gonna go to sleep. It was nice talking to you guys. I don't have an outro to her today. But I love you guys for listening. I'm gonna learn Self Control by Frank Ocean on the guitar. And I'm gonna play it for you guys when I learn it. But I'm tired right now. This is gonna include Storm Room Tales. Go hug someone you love. Go tell someone you love them. Talk to an ex-girlfriend. That's what I did today. That was interesting. That's a different story. This is the last thing I want to say. I noticed in my life, I had a lot of times where I was not honest with people. And I wasn't lying to people, but I wasn't honest with people. But if you're not, when you're not saying what's on your mind, isn't that borderline lying anyways? And it's like, what's the point? If, how, 
how did my assignment get? I'm sorry, I'm looking at Canvas. Oh, I got 92 points. I ain't mad at that. Oh, my grade's going up. My grade's going up. Let's go. Miss Kendra does not. Uh, I'm not going to say her name. Ah, uh, you said her name. <laughs> she does not hate me after all. <laughs> oh, shoot. Was that a quiz? Oh, shoot. Damn, I'm killing it on the quizzes. That's dope. I study for that, too. That's awesome. You know, studying is fun when you see the grade you get. When you study and you actually learn something, you commit to it, and then you get a good grade from it. That is so satisfying. It's like crack. If it was on paper, that didn't make any sense. But I, don't know. I learned that today, that... If you can't, if you're around someone and you can't just tell them things, maybe they're not as worth being around as you think. If you can't just say what's on your mind. I'm not saying you should say anything and everything, but you should be able to have a level of expression with the people you choose to associate with. Because if you don't, why, what's the point of being around them, you know? I don't know. That's all I got to say. This includes Dorm Room Tales. Um, anything I said can and will be held against me in a court of law. Have a good night. Try to try to spread positivity. Tell some funny stories. Start a podcast. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Tickle, tickle.